Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's August 25th, 2021, and that means there's four months left until Christmas. On today's show, we're talking tinsel, its origins, its sordid history, and even unexpected ways to use it for decorating. We'll also give you a recipe for bacon-wrapped stuffing bites, count down the top five Christmas songs to sing a karaoke, and we've got your thoughts on the best Christmas instrument in the latest Merry Musings. Okay, let's start the show! Welcome, Yule Believers, to the last Can't Wait for Christmas podcast of the summer. After this, the weather starts cooling down, the days get shorter, and Christmas gets ever closer. That being said, I can't wait that long. I need a little Christmas now. We need a mentioned repeatedly this year, I have declared 2021 to be 2020 yum. So on every episode of the show this year, I'm using this Christmas Now segment to provide you a recipe to give you a taste of the season for any old reason. When I found today's recipe, I was reminded of this old commercial for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mmm, chocolate. Mmm, peanut butter. Ooh. Hey, you got chocolate on my peanut butter. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. It's really good. Yeah, I like this. Two great tastes that taste great together. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So your recipe has chocolate and peanut butter in it? No, imaginary listener. Sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. It has neither. Then why play that commercial? Because there are two things I like. Stuffing and bacon. But I never had the idea to put them together. But thanks to this recipe from whoneedsacape.com, someone got their stuffing in my bacon. Or their bacon in my stuffing, and I'm here for it. Woof. That was a long walk for that analogy. Totally worth it, though. Just like this super easy recipe. All you need is some stuffing and some bacon. Specifically, three cups of prepared stuffing and nine strips of uncooked bacon. You preheat the oven to 375. While the oven's heating up, cover a baking tray with aluminum foil and spray the foil with cooking spray. So I guess cooking spray and aluminum foil should have been on the list for the things that you need for this recipe? Yes, I suppose they should. Anyway, then you cut the nine slices of bacon in half and lay them out flat. Then shape the stuffing into tiny balls about the size of a golf ball. Put the stuffing balls in the center of the bacon slices and wrap the bacon around them. Then secure each one with a toothpick. Hark! Did I hear another item that I should have been told about at the top of this recipe? I just said what the recipe said you'd need. But at this point, I've got bacon all over my counter, handfuls of stuffing, and a rapidly preheating oven, and I gotta stop and go find toothpicks? You should have mentioned this at the beginning. Or you could go through the whole recipe and instructions before you start. Oh. Well, okay then. May I wrap this up? Like you're wrapping up those stuffing balls with bacon? 
Exactly. Now, place your bacon wrap stuffing balls on the aluminum covered baking tray and bake for 20 to 25 minutes or until the bacon is fully cooked. Set the bites on a paper towel for a bit to let some of that bacon grease drip off, and then you got yourself an appetizer perfect for your next Christmas party or the next random day you feel like some bacon stuffing goodness. If you didn't memorize all that, don't worry. I'll put a link to the recipe from Who Needs a Cape in the show notes of this episode at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And now, warm up those vocal cords. It's time for our countdown feature, Five Golden Things. So if you are wise enough to be a regular listener of the Christmas Clatter podcast, you may have heard me on the episode that was released the day before this episode was released. It was the return of the Merry Melee, where Christmas podcasters debate the important questions of Christmas. The last two times I was on, it was as a contestant, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I was the first person to win the Merry Melee twice. All right, stop. This humble brag bit was not funny on Christmas Clatter, and it's not funny here. We get it. You think you're better at Christmas than everyone else. Oh, heck no. No, 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 no. It's the opposite. Total imposter syndrome. I have no idea how I won once, let alone twice. I'm pretty sure I'll embarrass myself if I have to defend my title, so that's why on the most recent Merry Melee, I was very glad I got to be a judge. So I didn't have to answer any questions, I just got to enjoy other people's answers. And there was one particular question that came up that I thought was perfect for a five golden things, and that was... The best Christmas song for karaoke. Thanks, Todd. But it's hard to narrow it down to just one, so I'm going to list my five favorite Christmas songs to sing at karaoke. Minor spoiler warning, if you haven't listened to the latest Christmas Clatter yet, a song that is included on this list and a song that is absent from this list will totally give away how I voted for this question. Okay, enough setup. Let's crank up this Christmas karaoke countdown with... Number five. Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Just slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. For a lot of these songs, I'm going to specify the singer. But for Santa baby, you're good with Eartha Kitt, Madonna, Buble, whoever. They're all a great choice for karaoke. Now, I typically don't like slow songs at karaoke. I think they're boring. You lose the crowd easily if they're not into it. But you can really put some theatrics into Santa Baby. And you can sing it high or dip down low if you want. It's very versatile. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Number four. Do they know it's Christmas? Here's to you, raise a glass for everyone. Here's to them underneath that burning sun. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? When we did an episode on this song a few years ago, I discovered how fun it was to sing. It's not too hard to hit the notes, and it has some good belting out moments. Plus, since the original song is by a huge mega group, you can do this with a bunch of your friends that can all take a turn singing a verse. It's perfect. Number three. Winter Wonderland, Elvis Presley. They will conspire as we dream by the fire. To the plans that we made. 
just about every version of Winter Wonderland, but you gotta give it to the king. If you're gonna stand up in front of a room and sing, the Elvis version of Winter Wonderland gives you the chance to show off your hip moves, your lip curl, and the rest of your Elvis megatricks. You will definitely get the crowd on your side at karaoke if you pick this Christmas song. Number two. Jingle Bells, Brian Setzer. A jingle bell, jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Behind the scenes on this particular countdown feature, I recorded me singing all these songs before I recorded me talking about them. And recording this song was so much fun, I almost, almost moved it to number one. When you think Jingle Bells, you normally think of a cute kid song, but Brian Setzer put a hot rod engine in it and smashed that NOS button. This song is super fun to sing. It's an easy, familiar melody, but with some rock and roll flair. Definitely a worthy number two. Honorable Mentions! All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. What more can I do? Baby, all I want for Christmas is you. You, baby. So this is a fun song to sing because it's just a catchy tune that, let's be real, totally slaps. The reason it's stuck here in honorable mentions is that it's hard. Now, granted, I don't have the best singing voice in the world, but this song is so far out of my range, it's silly. I sound like someone's attacking me when I try to squawk this number out, but gosh darn it, I'm having fun. Number one. Run Run Rudolph, Chuck Berry. Run Run Rudolph, Santa gotta make it down. has a lot of the same qualities as Brian Setzer's Jingle Bells. It's got a fast tempo, some funky guitar, and the words are pretty easy. There's plenty of room to play around during the instrumental breaks and do the Chuck Berry guitar move. During the verses where Santa is asking the boy and the girl child what they want, you can go pick on individual audience members. I'm telling you, you're going to crush this Chuck Berry song so hard at karaoke, people are going to call you Marty McFly. Great Scott! Exactly. And that's my list. What Christmas songs do you like to sing at karaoke? Shoot me an email and let me know. Christmas at TanCast.com And now for some proof that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You is a hard-to-sing song. Let's crank up the jingle for our Christmas current events segment, All I Want for Christmas Is News. All I Want for Christmas It's time for another Toys R Us update. First, they went bankrupt and closed all their stores. Then they tried to make a comeback inside Target stores. Then they opened up a couple pop-up stores, which closed about a year later. Well, it seems the strategy to get this intellectual property back into our lives has changed once more. This time, Jeffrey the Giraffe is coming to Macy's. They're going to put Toys R Us toy shops in 400 Macy's stores around the United States sometime in 2022. No word on which stores or how big these toy shops are going to be, but you can already check the partnership out online at macy's.com Toys R Us. 
Also, in awesome movie-watching news, the best Hallmark Christmas movie, The Nine Lives of Christmas, is getting a sequel. The Nine Kittens of Christmas is scheduled to start shooting soon, or may already be shooting. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is both Kimberly Sestad and Brandon Routh will be reprising their roles, and I will naturally be reprising my role as guy watching with much happiness. I'm sure my one-time Twitter BFF Kimberly Sestad, who apparently developed the story for the sequel, will send me all the details about the shoot as it's happening. No? Well, I can dream. And now, a word from one of the other Christmas podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Is it watching cheesy Christmas romances, no matter what time of year it is? For Holly Cuomo and Scarlett Alexandra, this is it. These two host the Netflixmas podcast, where they talk about the best, the worst, and the cringiest Christmas romances from all your favorite streaming services. You can listen today on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. And don't forget to check out their Patreon for bonus episodes. Have a very merry Netflixmas and a sappy new year. Welcome back. So, I found you can find something interesting in even the most seemingly straightforward parts of Christmas, which is why I'm proud to introduce my one-part series, Talkin' Tinsel! Yes, tinsel. The shiny stuff that we use to add some sparkle to our Christmas decor. It seems simple enough, but it's not without its mysteries and controversies. The story of tinsel begins in Germany around 1610, where the 17th century Germans used to use tinsel to decorate not only Christmas trees, but also statues. Back then, tinsel was made of actual silver, so if you were using it as a decoration, it's what you kids today would call a serious flex. Please stop it. Okay, fine. It just meant you had a lot of money. Thank you. At some point, people figured out that hanging tinsel on the Christmas tree, it would reflect the light of the candles on the tree and make the whole tree look more sparkly and magical. At some point, the use of tinsel jumped from Germany to the rest of the world, but no one is really sure when. Even though a lot of Christmas traditions that caught on around the world are associated with Victorian England, there's apparently no evidence that Queen Victoria ever put tinsel on her royal tree. And apparently, if it wasn't some royal doing it, no one was going to document the first instance of it spreading beyond Germany. I have yet to find ye old local newspaper with the headline, Family in London puts tinsel on their tree, says it's awesome. But we know it got popular enough that it became much more in demand for people who weren't wealthy, so they stopped using real silver and started making tinsel out of cheaper metals like aluminum and copper. In addition to being more affordable, the tinsel also didn't tarnish as quickly as the silver did. The silver would often tarnish before Christmas Day even rolled around, but the aluminum-copper tinsel could actually be reused for multiple years. That is, of course, unless it caught fire, because it was extremely flammable. Um, oops. But then came World War I, and we couldn't be wasting that copper on decorations when we needed it for the war effort. So tinsel pretty much disappeared from our lives. It wouldn't gain popularity again until after the Second World War, but when it came back, it came back with different materials once again. Silver is too expensive and tarnishes too easy. Aluminum and copper are too flammable. So naturally, the next choice was lead, a material with no downsides whatsoever. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry, my producer is telling me that lead, in fact, does have some downsides. Who could have guessed? Ah, uh, yeah, apparently ingesting lead or even absorbing it through the skin can cause mild inconveniences like headaches, vomiting and constipation, or huge health problems like brain or kidney damage. Oh, my. So, of course, they, they must have realized really quickly that lead tinsel was not a good idea, so it was only on the market for more than two decades! 
sorry. Uh, just, wow, that's, that's a long time of lead tinsel just lurking on everyone's tree because it was hugely popular in the 50s and 60s. Um, yikes. Well, by 1972, the FDA finally got the lead out so they could get the lead out. But even that decision was not without its controversy. Apparently, the FDA came to an understanding with lead tinsel manufacturers in 1971 that production would stop on January 1st, 1972. But they didn't publicize this when it was still being bought by consumers during the Christmas season of 1971. Their reasoning for not publicizing it was so that people who liked the lead tinsel didn't buy a bunch to stockpile. So, we can't use silver, we can't use copper, we can't use lead. What are we going to use to make tinsel now? The answer is the same one Mr. McGuire told Ben in The Graduate. One word, plastics. Well, actually, it's more than one word. It's specifically polyvinyl chloride. So today's tinsel is made with plastic with a thin coating of metal like aluminum. And I'll put a link in the show notes to a video of them making it, but it's an interesting looking process. Basically, the the plastic with the metal coating comes in like these almost toilet paper rolls. And then they feed it into the machine and it it chops it up and it whips it around. It's almost like a cotton candy machine and they just spool out a bunch of tinsel. But uh, there it is. That's what it's made out of now. Plastic. Much safer for humans. What about pets? Oh, it's not safe for pets. Yeah, if you have pets, I really wouldn't recommend tinsel. But other than that, totally safe. What about the planet? The planet? Yeah, isn't all that extra plastic bad for the planet since it doesn't biodegrade? Oh, look at that! The time for questions is over, and it's time for this Talking Tinsel segment subsegment, Tim's Tinsel Tips. So, you're putting tinsel on your tree? That's lovely and all, but you don't have to stick with the tree and be a basic Grinch. There's other uses for that tinsel. For instance, when you wrap your presents this year, instead of boring all ribbon, why not try some tinsel? And why stop at your tree? You can put tinsel anywhere in your house. It's great for staircase banisters. You can wrap it around light fixtures, but just be careful of those bulbs. It's not as flammable as it used to be, but it's not fireproof either. Last year, I was on a Zoom call with my cousins on Christmas Day, and they took the camera all around my aunt's house, and she had tinsel draped from the ceiling all over like it was party streamers. I'm totally doing that this year. I even made sure to stock up on tinsel on all the post-Christmas sales last year. And that wraps up this edition of Talking Tinsel featuring Tim's Tinsel Tips. Join us next time when we'll talk about something completely else because I am fresh out of tinsel facts. Unless you've got some. If I miss some part of tinsel history or a great tinsel tip that you feel should be shared, email me or leave me a comment on the website or at facebook.com slash can't wait for Christmas pod. Speaking of your feedback, it's time to hear what you think about the important Christmas topics of the day with Seasons Musings. Seasons Musings coming through. Can't wait to hear the thoughts sent in by you. All year, I'm asking you questions from this card game my mom gave me for Christmas and asking you to record your answers and send them in for us all to enjoy. Last time, I asked you to share what your favorite Christmas instrument was, and your answers were music to my ears. Oi! Let's kick things off with Monica. Hello, Tim and fellow waiters. Mm, My favorite Christmas instrument would have to be the bells, just because no matter what time of the year it is, when I hear bells ringing, it reminds me of my favorite time of year. Great answer, Monica. When I originally read this question, it was actually phrased, what is the quintessential instrument of the Christmas season? And I'd have to say, bells are probably the answer. You can add bells to pretty much any song and it sounds Christmassy. Let's see what other folks have to say. Like, let's check in with our good pal, Jeffrey. Hey, Tim. I wanted to answer the quintessential Christmas instrument version of our musing. Consider the song, My Favorite Things, from The Sound of Music. Not really a Christmas song. 
But when the publishing company wanted a hit song from the musical to generate buzz before the movie came out, they asked that it be added to a Christmas album. The artist pointed out that it wasn't a Christmas song. Their reply? Just add some sleigh bells. That's what they did, and now it's a Christmas song. And for the record, your favorite Christmas song was written for a Thanksgiving Day celebration. And yet it's one of the most famous Christmas carols ever. Jingle Bells. I think it's obvious. Bells, perhaps specifically sleigh bells, are the quintessential Christmas instrument. I cede the rest of my time to the gentleman from the Christmas cave. The gentleman's point is well taken. Sleigh bells are indeed a subset of the bell family that is particularly Christmassy. (laughs) Okay, let's hear from Isaac. Hello, Tim and fellow waiters. This is Isaac from Minnesota, and I'm just going to go ahead and stick with the stereotype of the sleigh bells. I mean, first off, you know, you put sleigh bells into literally any song, it instantly becomes a Christmas song, as in the example of my favorite things. Um, But the other reason I like sleigh bells so much is because I used to play drums for my church band, and I used an electric set, and there was this little extra pad that barely ever got used. Um, So every year, whenever we started doing Christmas songs, I would change the sound of that pad to uh, sleigh bells, and I would insert it in as much of the songs as I possibly could, and I just had so much fun with it every Christmas. So yeah, uh, keep laughing all the way, and happy waiting. All right, I don't want to suggest you three are copying off each other's homework, but I would like you to see me after class. Maybe you should pick a question with a less obvious answer next time? Are you going to butt in on every segment today? It would seem so. (sighs) Anyway, thanks, Isaac. Next up, we've got Justin. Hey, Tim. Hey, fellow Yule Believers. This is Justin checking in again from Nashville. This month's question was kind of tough, but in the end, I think my favorite Christmas instrument would have to be bells. It's so hard to imagine Leroy Anderson's Sleigh Ride, Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224, or really even many versions of Jingle Bells being the same without having some kind of bell in them. Anyway, Tim, keep up the good work. Congratulations on another anniversary with the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, and here's to many more. Oh, look at that! Bells again! Are you proud of yourself, Mr. Bab? No, but I'm definitely proud of these folks. Even if they all chose bells, they had their own unique point of view and their own interesting things to say about them. So I regret nothing. Now let's check in with Chris. I bet he's going to talk about bells. Oh, shush. Hey, Tim. Chris Kringle here once again. As usual, I would say my favorite Christmas um, instrument would have to be the guitar. I play the guitar and I think just having a nice slow um, tune from the guitar is is beautiful although having said that I also like some music on the piano one of my favorite Christmas songs is on the piano mainly and it's beautiful Um, but yeah I think the guitar I'd go for yeah boom in your face frog voice guy no bells but guitars Thank you, Chris. I, too, love a good Christmas guitar. Most memorably for me is the one in Nat King Cole's A Christmas Song. That one just makes my soul happy every time. Speaking of making souls happy, I can't wait to hear your answers to this next question. You have to ask it first. Well, technically, I already did. You just didn't know it. So normally, like I said at the beginning, I take these questions from this deck of cards my mom bought me last Christmas that are supposed to be a Christmas conversation starter game. But today's question I'm stealing from today's Five Golden Things, which I in turn stole from yesterday's Christmas Clatter podcast. What is the best Christmas song to sing at karaoke? 
Despite my judginess in the merry melee, there are no wrong answers here. Even if you're not a big singer, you can tell me what songs you would like to hear being sung at karaoke. You can even sing a tiny snippet of the song if the mood strikes you, but it's certainly not a requirement. And don't bother singing the whole song. We won't have time to play that on the show. But whatever way you want to do it, record yourself on your phone or your laptop and send the audio file to Christmas at tancast.com. As always, if you'd like to get this deck I usually use to get the topics for this segment, there's a link in the show notes so you can grab your own Christmas chat pack. And the jingle for this segment featured Deck the Halls by Kevin McLeod, which was used under Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution License. And that's our show. Quick announcement before we head out. The podcast is now on Facebook. Apparently, Facebook has a new feature where you can listen to the show right on Facebook. I'm not going to lie. I don't know exactly how it works. But if you do, the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is on there for you. Speaking of Facebook, our fan is getting close to 900 likes. Do you think we could get it to 1,000 by Christmas Day, or is that a pipe dream? I don't know. I think there may be a Christmas miracle waiting for us if you all tell your friends to like us on Facebook. Not only will you get a super witty post every time there's a new episode, but your feed will be sprinkled with the dankest Christmas memes that no money can buy. Okay, don't forget to check out the show notes for that Stuffing Bacon Bites recipe and send in your voice telling us what the best Christmas song to sing at karaoke is. Okay, that's it for today, but next time I see you, it will be the Burr Month, so stay safe out there, and until next time, you believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2021. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We wish you a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! I like just about every and I like just about every version of Winter Wonderland, but you gotta love no. You gotta read the whole thing before you start talking, Tim, and then you don't have to have to redo it so many times. <laughs> The nine kittens of Christmas. The nine kittens of Christmas. I changed my accent in the middle of it for no reason. But do 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 do. The nine kittens of Christmas is scheduled to short 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 short.
The Nine Kittens of Christmas is scheduled to start start shooting. That's right, Sean Connery's reading this part. It's scheduled to start shooting. Make my wish come true, baby. All I want for Christmas, yes. Run! Reindeer fly, they don't run! 